Outspoken Champions presents The Education of Sean Boyd. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And without further ado, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get straight to it. The first episode is a very particular episode. It's going to impact you in a way uh, like no other. It may be for you. It may not be for you. Um, This is just my perspective and how I perceive things as I watch them unfold over a year's time. Last year, I imposed this question um, and I wanted to you know, put it out for people to debate with me and give me their thoughts and give me their concerns if they had any. Um, it's one of those questions that you have to ask yourself when disaster strikes, what are you doing? Uh, we just had a recent disaster strike in our country, blood on the hands of this country. It doesn't look good. We all know what it is that I'm talking about. There's several events to account. And for me to list those things would be, it would be remiss, but then it would be bad at the same time because they say, we all say, say their names. Now, we look over a period of time where we've lost some legends, legends in the game of basketball, legends of the game of music, and just legends in the game of life, people that actually made an impact in this world. Nipsey Hussle, for instance, a megastar, not not a superstar. I mean, this guy walked around with like seven, eight Cuban links on. Like, this guy is a freaking megastar, okay? And I see this guy make progressions across the the rap industry, across movies. And, you know, you had actresses and actors, you know, they they vibed with Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, excuse me. And so this guy had, I mean, he worked with politicians. He was like a modern day Malcolm X and a Martin Luther King all in one because he was trying to teach his people to build something. So I can understand what he would mean to a community of people. So shout outs to everybody in L.A. because those are the people that were seriously impacted by the loss of Nipsey Hussle. There were also people across the, you know, the United States that were impacted. I don't know if it was to the same degree. I happened to listen, excuse me, listen to Nipsey Hussle music for maybe a decade now. And, you know, it took me for the longest time to listen to the victory lap just because I knew everybody else was doing it. And I'm like one of those other people, folks. I go against the grain. Don't get me twisted. I, if, if everybody's going right, I'm probably the one that's going to switch it to the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like just to see what happens because I deal with imperfection. I think that I deal with I don't even I don't even know what way to even describe it other than like I am a rogue person, like no pun intended. I just really am a warrior. And I believe that, you know, you got to find the knowledge for yourself. So that's what gets us here to the education of Sean Boyd. And again, I appreciate you for tuning in this evening. Follow, like, subscribe. Make sure you tune in every week. We will have new content, fresh things coming out 
that we're going to talk about. Now, as for today's episode, it's really imperative that you open your mind and your ears when you hear this. You're probably waiting for me to drop the bomb and I'm going to drop it on you. Just hold tight. Okay, make sure you buckle your seatbelt up because where I'm going with this, it can take all night. So, you know, Nipsey Hussle, why is it that we clout chase for a celebrity? However, we don't rise together for the victims directly impacted in our communities. Now, when I ask this question, folks, I asked that question last year, 2019, when Nipsey passed. We haven't even encountered the things that we encountered today, present day, with Breonna Taylor or George Floyd or Aubrey Brooks. If I'm saying his name correctly, please forgive me if I have not. But yet, at that point in time, I'm asking, because I'm, I'm seeing all over social media, I'm, I, like, I'm flicking through the Instagram timeline, and, and folks, don't get me started on social media and the social warfare that we're going through in modern day. Nipsey was talking about this last year in the years prior to that. We weren't paying attention. We didn't pay attention when Kaepernick was kneeling. Tim Tebow also kneeled, folks, and guess what? We made memes out of it. People love that because I guess the color of your skin, you can get away with certain things. You say you love Jesus, and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? You're kneeling during the anthem. It's no big deal. It ain't about nothing. Kaepernick kneels. All of a sudden, he's a pariah. You got to send him away. Cut him a big bag. And we're going to get to that, too, on why Colin Kaepernick should never join the NFL. But that's on another episode on the education of Sean Boyd. So you got to make sure you're tuned in every week to catch this content. But back to this social warfare that we've allowed ourselves to come accustomed to every day. You wake up, you fiend for your timeline. I mean, hey, you know what? I might check my Robin Hood account. I might check my work emails on my phone or the team messages for the station. But then the next thing I'm probably going to do is scroll a timeline, whether that's looking for sneakers or whether that's looking at the Instagram timeline. Now, you may be a Facebook timeline scroller or a Twitter timeline scroller, whatever social media that's out there. Folks, it just happens every morning. I mean, we all come we come short of just I mean, we can't help it. I, I love doing it. But when I'm when I'm scrolling through timelines, all I see is Nipsey Hustle posts, Nipsey Hustle posts, Nipsey Hustle posts. Rest in peace. Nipsey Hustle post. And I get it. Supposed to show those guys that love. I don't know if enough of you were listening to Nipsey's music to be impacted in a way to where you're posting everything underneath the sun that you are about his death. I didn't post anything at all because it was like clout chasing when you post something on social media. It's a Me Too movement. Knowing good and daggone well, before the victory lap, you wasn't listening to Nipsey Hussle. That's the thing that irritated me the most that made me ask this question surrounding his death. So when we talk about the people that are directly impacted in our communities, 
People get shot every day in our communities. Every day. And now we're starting to see with, you know, these recent deaths of uh, at the hands of the brutality of the police. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to ask questions. We're starting to say, hey, we're not going to stand for anymore. Racism has been going on since the beginning of things. We just about time that we start standing up for ourselves and saying we're done with that. And we'll get into that, too. But not tonight. We're talking about clout chasing for celebrities when they never really shook your hand or anything. You but you 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 know, you going hard for them. But meanwhile, somebody just lost a grandma in the city. And I don't even think you put one post up about that. Shout outs to my boy's grandma that just passed away. Anything. Shout outs to my boy that just lost his baby, Sean Linton. I'll say it. Shout outs to you and your family, bro. Hope y'all get better, man. Hope y'all getting better. I know y'all reflect on his birthday and all that. Like, like That's hard times. I don't think people really understand what that looks like when you have to mourn a baby that isn't here anymore. That hurts. So... If we don't take the time to show that gratitude and show that man love and his family love for the things that they're going through, why is it that we want to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be like everybody else on social media and post something of a guy who I've never met. Does that hold us back as a society? When we go to social media and post our beliefs and our thoughts but yet we don't have any substance to back it up. Those are the questions that we raise here on the education of Sean Boyd. We learn side by side with each other on the things that we don't understand. Because, see, there's a common ground on everything. They said that the world was flat. The earth was flat. So there's a common ground somewhere for us to stand on. Level. Equal. Equality. There's not enough of that. People don't believe that. And that's why I'm going to raise these questions and I'm going to talk my sauce. We can't get, as the black community, we cannot get people to take us seriously as the Caucasian person, the white person. I'm going to say that. Can't get them to take us serious when we don't take our own serious. Too much division amongst the black community itself anyway. We don't come together unless it's something that, you know, something catastrophic that happens. And all of a sudden it's unity. But at the same time, you was you know, we rob and steal and kill from each other, man. And that's the part that really like it burns me up because we we ask for people to have an equal outlook on us. But we can't we can't ever get there if we're holding ourselves back. So how does this affect the chances of equality for opportunity as a society? As we uplift the total stranger, we don't see our common man as an equal to a superstar. I get tight with family members. I was just having this conversation with a friend. I'm telling him. You know, I watched this family member of mine post birthday wishes, shout outs to total strangers. Maybe they've done 
things for them in their life that warrant that. Maybe they have it. Maybe that was their ex-booze. I don't know. Whatever the case may be. You take the time to shout out ultimate strangers before you even shout out your own family. Maybe it's not me that that you're not shouting out. Maybe it's somebody else. But if you're on social media posting about happy birthday this, happy G-day that, and they just your friend. Well, they, they make it be, I, I don't see them as that close of a friend, you know, in my eyes, you know. But let's say you're just posting to say happy birthday to somebody that's not your family, but yet you don't take the time to even shout out your family. And then there's no excuses anymore for saying, I didn't know it was your birthday. Today was my Uncle Morton's birthday, my grandmother's brother. I gave him a holler. It's my great uncle. I say, hey, uncle. Happy birthday, OG. Because guess what? On Facebook, it sends everybody a message every morning letting you know whose birthdays come up that day. That's the only way. If you're my friend on there, that's the only way I know it's your birthday. Like, for real, for real. I got maybe about six birthdays in my head. And after that, (laughs) it gets a little slippery. The slope gets real slippery. But that, I mean, you, you figure... When you have that access to your hands these days, you don't have to really do the work to find out or be embarrassed when you have to ask that family member or that friend, hey, man, when's your birthday? And you don't even know my birthday, but we've been laying down together. You don't know my birthday, but we've been drinking together. Kids been playing together, whatever the case may be. You've been hanging around people. You don't even know their birthday. So social media takes care of that. Shout outs to Tom and them because they they make good sense and say, you know what? We are going to make sure that you have no excuses. So I get really tight when I see, you know, family members of mine. I'm just going to keep it all the way tall with you. Family members of mine, they post on social media about complete strangers. Ain't nothing to do with our family. And yet you don't take the time to shout out your family. Just shows how much family is to us, you know? And so it gets kind of dicey when you start to think of it in those terms because then you wonder, you know, do you spend enough time saying hey to your aunties like you're supposed to? Do you do the things like going over and emptying the trashes and cutting the grass for them? Just going and having a talk with your Uncle Marvin just because? Do you do those things? Those are the questions that we have to all ask ourselves as you're in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s. Because guess what? Then guess what happens on those days when you're the elder and then ain't nobody paying you no attention. But yet you'll make sure to pay attention to uh, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. You'll make sure to R.I.P. and Nipsey Hussle. So, again, I ask the question, when we make people bigger than they're supposed to be, do we take away from our common man? Does it become a situation where we're just too blind to what really is? You're not even knowing who you're affecting when you don't take the time to 
even just pick up the phone and call. My auntie used to send me a Facebook message every morning, some chain letter message. Jesus, bless her heart. Every morning, I'm like, Aunt Retta, man, you send me a, a message every morning. And then I reply. She don't reply back. You know what I'm saying? She just send me a Facebook message. She call me every now and again. But I got to wear that on my shoulders that I don't take the time to go over there with my daughter and let her see her. Spoil her. All those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I be sitting still. I work so much that I sit still a lot, too, when I get my chances, too. But there's no excuses. But I also am not the type of person to go to social media and be clout chasing, putting posts up about people that don't. I mean, Nipsey, Nipsey was a great man for many people. But he didn't impact my life enough to where I felt the need to have to post about his death and may his legacy live on. It's going to live on regardless, folks. The people of L.A. will never let his name die. You can count that. It's like Tupac. So, do like, who's bigger for L.A.? I want y'all. I want y'all's opinion on that. Is Nipsey Hussle bigger for L.A. or is Tupac bigger for L.A.? Even though Tupac was from Brooklyn, I think. Maryland, something like that. It's crazy. It's amazing how a dude could go to a whole nother coast and just turn it into a whole movement. Had everybody in the 90s twisting their fingers up. Except for the East Coast. But anything else on the other side of that, it was West Side Connection. Mac-10, Ice Cube. Right? So... Again, you know, I only ask these questions because, you know, I I watch a lot. You know, I like to see what other people don't see. And I see us just, we're taking away from our common man. Okay? I mean, it takes for something catastrophic like a George Floyd or a Breonna Taylor or Aubrey Brooks situation for us to open our eyes again to what was happening with Trayvon Martin, to what was happening with the other people who passed in, before in 2016 and before when it came to some of these social injustices. All because of the color of their skin, you know, they were acted against. And so if the police see you in such a light, knowing that you don't really care about each other because you'll rob, steal, kill from each other. If I got a police on this, a policeman on this show to just detail a day and the night of what his night looked like, it would be a lot of, you know, black-on-black crime. It would be a lot of white-on-white crime. Mexican-on-Mexican crime. These are the things that just happen. And then so... If the police don't take us serious, then why is the government going to take us serious? Why are the people on your jobs going to take you serious? See, this is where people, they lose me when they're like, why do you guys go to race? Well, here's why. 
When you go in to fill out a job application, it says race on there. Those are facts. So that's why it's about race. Everywhere you go, you have to worry about, is my skin too dark enough? Will they accept me? So you have to do something extra as a black person to stand out. I don't know if it's a sigh of relief when you see uh, the person that you're going to interview with and it's the same person of your same skin tone. Do you feel relieved at that point? Like, oh, snap, man, I got me a brother now. He, he's finna hook it up. Or I got me a sister. She, she's going to take care of me. I, I don't have to work as hard now. Do you get into that mindset or do you say, you know what? I got to turn it up and I got to be the best that I can be because I have to win this. Pe- I have to win these people over to get this job. And so when you apply for a job as any 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 person, it could be white, black or Hispanic or Indian or, you know, Ethiopian, whatever you want to call it. It is say there, these are the races you can choose from. Then you're worried again, will I or will I not get this job based off the color of my skin? They may see me as a as a subordinate just because they're undertone a racist or low key a racist where nobody knows. And these are the conversations that we need to start having on a daily basis until things get right, because guess what? Right now, those are the fears that are inside of every black person living. Sean, you're bugging out. I know. It's very uncomfortable. Let's get uncom- let's get very comfortable with being uncomfortable, folks. Every day is an uncomfortable day. And if we continue to just walk and glance past the the glaring issues and say, you know what? It's really not that bad. It's just really in your head. Well, then we have lost as a society. We've already lost because, again, we're a Me Too movement and everybody wants to follow the, the train. Kobe tattoos. Nipsey tattoos. Nipsey lookalikes. Like, I love Nipsey Hussle. I, I'm telling you, shout outs to Currency because because of Currency and Wiz Khalifa doing the track with Nipsey and my boy Antoine from Moreno Valley put me on Nipsey Hussle in 2010. I would have never listened to this guy. But those influences put me on the marathon, the first one. Rose Clico, like that, th- those songs. And I'm like, wow, this guy, you know, he's talking about Rolexes and Cubans and like just doing Things and having businesses, and I'll be darned if you didn't drive down Slauson Avenue, and literally, his store and all that is right there, storefronts. He's giving people the opportunity to have businesses. So I get the impact of Nipsey Hustle, folks. Where you lose me is where you'll take to social media to support somebody you've never met before you support the people that you are around and that you see. Whether that be Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, cookouts, Easter's, King Singettas, and you know, baby showers. You know, those are the only times you see them, but you don't take the time to shout those people out. But you'll take the time to R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and get a tattoo 
all the, on all the above, but you don't take the time again to focus on the people around you. And that is why we then become stagnant. And so we have to ask the question. Every show we will ask this question because it loops back to this. Everything comes full circle. Okay. Everything comes full circle. Do you believe in the chances of equality? Or do you believe in equality for outcome? What what way do you go on that? You say, Sean, what are you saying? I know. I had to think about this for some time. I sat fast on it and then, you know, I, I talked to some people. Some people that, you know, are influences within the radio broadcasting industry. And, you know, they say, Sean, this is how you have to ask that question. Is it about on the on the education of Sean Boyd? OK. Is it about. The question is the equal equality of opportunity versus the equality of outcome. Do either of them matter? When it comes to social media, we have to ask that question every time we have this conversation on the education of Sean Boyd. Now, I appreciate you guys for tuning in this long. We're we're at the the, the pivotal point of this conversation where I want to hear from you. So DM me, message me, comment on this, rate, subscribe, share it to your people. And let's get the conversation started. Now, I could be wrong, and that's okay. I'm here to learn. I'm not here to give you my opinion and tell you that I'm, I, I know it all and everything that you think is wrong. That'd be remiss of me, and I'm not that type of a person. I'm very rational. Stubborn, because I'm a Taurus, but there's no excuses. You have to be open to the common knowledge of how other people see things, because none of us see things the same. And that's the problem. You know, I think we all just want to see things our own way and we don't take the time to worry about, you know, what when I when I said that to that person, how did I actually make them feel? Even though I knew I was playing. How did I make them feel when I said that to them? Do I even care? Because that could fracture the relationship just in a minor way. And in fact, what you did is. You took a withdrawal from that person's love bank. See, because you can either make deposits into someone's love bank or you can make withdrawals from somebody's love bank. And when you make the withdrawals, you put tiny fractures in the relationship until the day it becomes brittle and hollow and then it breaks. I'm watching a show on HBO called Insecure. One of the best shows ever I've ever seen. Issa Rae is outright phenomenal for the way that she produces this show. She has the, the, the mindset. It, it, it's, it's, it's imperative that you watch it if you have HBO. I, I mean, it's one of those. It's for the, it's for the books and it's going to mature real well. Like The Sopranos. You can watch The Sopranos over and over. You can watch Insecure over and over. But it's so relative to what's happening today. And she's in L.A. It, it's one of those things. You just got to see. I don't even want to ruin it for you. 
But here is she's in a, you know, a friendship with one of her best friends. And they're at the point where they're thinking about not being friends anymore. The relationship's fractured. One thinks that the other one just makes it about themselves all the time. And the other one thinks that, you know, she's just tripping and, and, and can't figure out how to get on the same page with this woman. And so, you know, I seen, you know, from my own standpoint with having my own relationships, you know, I didn't, you know, I lost more friends than I done lost. I don't know, but like just, you know, friends just come and go, man. You're so seasonal. It's unreal. Have problems with you over the funniest things. And you're like, wait a minute. I didn't know you really had an issue with that, my man. But there and again, I didn't take the time. To say, what did I do to make that person feel like that? I could take the mentality of, I don't really care. But I still have the rational mindset that makes me want to know. Inquisitive minds want to know what I did wrong and how can we repair it? Same thing when you go through your relationship, folks. You know, good and daggone well, the first minute that she tries to leave, bro, You're sitting up there asking the questions. Well, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? Well, you made a fans only page. That's what you did. And you didn't tell her. You know, and 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 is that really wrong, folks? Because yeah, you know, I'm seeing again that is it's another me too movement. Like I hear about this fan page thing, and I'm just like, wow, I'm so glad I have not participated in any of that. Like Women, if you're going to create a fan page, I pray that you're making a bag off of it, okay? Please, 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 please. Because, again, you know, when you take the social media to show everybody the candy, ah, uh, it's like catfish, man. Like, I don't know, like, she may not be what you think she is, but you steady liking every post that she put up. That's the thing, man. These, these, you know, these social media websites, they actually show the likes. So you can tell every time somebody likes something. And you see somebody just mad thirsty. Oh, gosh. Us men, we don't got no sense. And again, we'll take the time to big up somebody that we don't know at all. Before you take the time to big up the people that you know. And that you love and that you care for. We've got to do better on that. I've got to do better on that. Even though I don't do a lot of posting. You know, my posts are supposed to mean something. So I make pretty darn sure to make them stick when I do let the world see Sean. Because the world already sees me on the news. But I appreciate you guys for tuning in this evening. Shout outs to the live feed. We got a couple of people that hung around this evening and we want to tell you thank you. Uh, special thanks to the sponsor. Um, the clothing coming up here soon, Alpha and Omega. It's going to be creating some new brand for Sean, the t-shirts. Education of Sean Boyd. The apparel will be coming up soon. There will be sweaters, hoodies, uh, jeans. 
all types of things. Jackets, stuff for the ladies. Just stay tuned. Um, so, again, we appreciate you for coming out this evening. And we're going to talk to you soon. The next episode will be, I'm going to tease it now just to get it going for you folks. And hopefully this will get you thinking about it and raising some questions. So maybe you can send me some of these questions and I can talk about them live on the show next week. Uh, the first sex question that we're going to bring up is the bill on sex education, teaching how to deal with rape and domestic violence. And if we decide to teach those things instead of the birds and the bees in school, will we decrease the numbers of domestic violence and rape in our communities? And that's coming up next week on the Education of Sean Boyd. Thank you.